for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome to another live and amplified broadcast. I'm your host, Tom Clark, and we're back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest coming to us from Tacoma, Washington, but based out of Houston, Texas, or I guess technically Sugarland. We got Luke Berryhill. How's it going today, man? It's going good, man. Glad to be here. Thank you. Glad to have you here. You know, it's it's very rare that I get to mix two passions of mine. One, I mean, I guess technically three music podcasting and baseball so th- this is kind of like that perfect trifecta heck yeah man glad glad we could do it yeah for sure for sure so um really excited to have you on um let's talk about a little bit about your early life and uh growing up you're originally from georgia canton georgia if i read that correctly mm-hmm. canton georgia yeah. uh what was it like growing up in uh georgia for you uh, it was great man um you know, good summers, um, tons of baseball. Um, like, like you said, baseball is, is, is a big passion of mine too. Um, uh, just, you know, playing tournaments every weekend, just about, um, that's, that's pretty much my whole life growing up, um, traveling around the Southeast, all that stuff. Um, yeah. Nice. Nice. And how does music kind of work its way in? Was it something that was just kind of always there or is that a more recent passion that's kind of come in? So my dad, actually, he sang country music professionally back in, I guess, the late 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so all, all growing up, he had bands when I was when I was growing up and we'd go to um, go to his shows, concerts every weekend, just about. And uh, so I grew up around, you know, seeing music all the time. And so that kind of just instilled a, a, a passion in it for me. Um, that, that didn't really take place until a little bit later, uh, like till I got to high school. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when I, I got entered into, so I went to River Ridge high school. I got entered into a thing called the Mr. River Ridge pageant. It was a, like a funny male beauty pageant kind of thing for charity. And, uh, I was going to tell stupid jokes or something for my talent. And, but two days beforehand, I, something just came over me and I, I was like, you know what? I want to sing. my parents have never heard me sing before, but, uh, they were like, okay, let's, let's hear what you got. And I sang and, uh, they're like, okay, we got something here. So I had two days to prepare to sing in front of like five or 600 people on stage. <laughs> nice. So, it, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, it, like, I mean, it's all in good fun. And then you just kind of realize, oh, hey, I have like a talent that would do really well on this. And I just never knew it. That's yeah. So For real, dude. That was, that was weird. Um, so, and honestly, it's kind of interesting because I was thinking about this before we jumped on here. Music and baseball, those are like, you wouldn't think those would be like the two perfect career paths to kind of work together, but they do because it's like baseball, you have an off season and yeah, you have to like um, train and whatnot when you're not in season, but you can kind of backload all your music and then throughout the season, just kind of keep releasing stuff. So it's kind of like this weird perfect relationship of two passions 
that's a good point for sure. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what we're gonna be gonna be doing as much of as as much as possible right now. Trying to get stuff ready for the season and then uh try to try to put baseball on the forefront during the season. That's nice. that's a big thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Um so growing up, baseball was a high priority, and then when you were in high school, you kind of discovered music. How how'd you kind of was it baseball took priority and then as you realized like music was something that you may have had a passion for how does that how does that kind of all work out to to get us here to today uh man baseball is <clears throat> so i i could sing till i'm 80 or or whatever willie nelson is doing it at what 89 right now yeah so um and i but i've only got a short window for baseball so for at at the for this time right now, baseball's got to be top priority. Mm-hmm. Um, I only got little window for that, but eventually music's going to be top priority. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, but can you repeat the question actually? No, it, it, there was just like a whole bunch. There was just like a whole generic random question in there, but it's okay. just, you know, like the fact that you understand that baseball, you have a limited time window where it's like, okay, even if you get a full career and you're only playing until like, I don't know how old's the oldest catcher in the league. Are they even making it to 40? You know, it's, so it's just kind of like, um, you know, you look at the league and the position that you're playing. So it's like, maybe you have 10, 15 years if you have a full career, whereas music you could play, like you said, until you're 80, 90 years old. And yes, it's a passion and it's something that you should be working on now, but baseball needs to be the priority. I a hundred percent understand that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Trying to get it going as much as possible now so that, you know, the day is going to come when baseball is over, then I can just hit the ground running when when music is the, is the plan. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the your baseball career um, because you you're currently a member of the AAA affiliates for the Houston Astros, which is the Sugar. I almost call them the Sugarland Skeeters because that's how I remember them. But oh, yeah, yeah. Sugarland Space Cowboys because I back when I was like really into baseball, like Roger Clemens came in and played for them for like a week or something, and they were yeah. So. Oh. Um, that, but that's just showing my age right now. Like, I, so, um, so baseball, did you go to college to play baseball or were you drafted right out of high school? Uh, I went to college. I went to Georgia Southern University. It's a, a smaller D1, mid-major D1 in, the, in South Georgia. Um, was there for about a year and a half. Um, my freshman year, I hurt my back. And so that's actually when I decided to pick up guitar. I was sitting at home. Um, while my teammates were out traveling, playing games, I was sitting at home alone. And so I was like, you know what, might as well do something, learn guitar. And uh, that's, that's one of the one of the best decisions I ever made, I think. Um, and then after that, I went to Walter State Community College in Tennessee, uh, played pretty good there, and then went to South Carolina Gamecocks to finish nice. up. That's yeah. awesome. That's really cool. It's um, And it seems like that the, organi- the Houston organization is like really – accepting of your musical career because uh tony sent me a bunch of like different write-ups and stuff that are kind of coming out from uh the from like mr or the minor league uh website and a couple other sporting websites so it seems like everybody's like really supportive of your musical ambitions outside of baseball for the most part yeah for sure um especially the people at the stadiums and stuff there um at our stadium in, in Sugarland, they've been playing my song nonstop. 
um, the first song I released. Uh, they even played it in uh, in Minute Maid Park a nice. couple times. So that was pretty cool. Um, like uh, the other minor league affiliates that I played at here with with the Astros, they're all playing it. So it's for sure they're, they're definitely help me help me get the word out. Nice, that's cool. And so you're you're kind of balancing two careers as we've discussed. Um, how, how do you kind of make it make them both work right now? Like you just released your first single. What was it uh, a couple months ago? I think about two months ago. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my math. I'm terrible at math and trying to throw you. months in there. It's just like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and so h- how do you kind of balance both careers right now? And obviously ba- you, we've mentioned that baseball is like the top priority, but. Um, yeah, it's hard, man. Um, it's, it's hard not to, you know, baseball is a really up and down game so mm-hmm. whenever you know you're struggling at at the plate or something I, it, it always helps to have music to go back to but it's also hard to like once you get in a rhythm with music it's hard to hard to not want to stay in that like songwriting groove and stuff so it's 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 hard to to keep to make sure in my mind that like okay baseball's it remember baseball's it music's just part-time right now got to make sure the baseball's it and so, um, like it's, it's, it's a good, uh, good enough. It's a good offset for when I need to take a break from baseball, but yeah. that's, that's as far as it's gotta be during the season at least. But then, you know, once the off season hits, it's, uh, it's pretty much full go. I'm still training a lot and everything, but, um, but a lot of my free time is, is for music at that point. Yeah, for sure. And especially like right now we're coming up close to the end of the season. I don't know what it is in the, in the AAA leagues anymore, but like end of September, right. That's pretty much the end of the season. Got about three more weeks. Yeah. Okay. It it's been a while because I used to work for uh different. I used to work in baseball, so like I did a uh, like production stuff in stadium, and oh. I worked for an independent team, and our games were done by like mid August. So it was oh, like, wow. yeah, we were done super early, and then so we had that and then afterwards i ended up going into affiliate ball and i pl- worked there for a little bit and it was just like the passion wasn't there anymore and like I, that's always kind of the interesting thing is like you see people work so hard to get to a point and then they realize like i'm not really passionate about this anymore so it, you know they just kind of fall away and so it's, a, it's it's always interesting um so Going into music, uh, you mentioned, or we talked about it a little bit ago that uh, when you were in college, you uh, tweaked your back, and that's kind of what uh, uh, prompted you to uh, pick up the guitar there. Um, At that point, were you starting to write your own music, or where were you kind of at there? I really didn't start writing music until maybe about two years ago. Mm. Um, And really, like, got actually decent with decent about it like maybe about a year ago mm. um no i was pretty much just singing covers and uh and everything that's that that's around the time when i um i started getting or talking to my uncle uh, a little bit more he's a he's a pretty good guitar player and uh he plays a bunch of shows uh, around north georgia and the southeast and so he was he was teaching me some stuff about you know playing one-man shows and stuff and so after maybe a year or two of that i started you know come taking myself under his wing and he started teaching me about like putting on my own gigs and everything um so yeah cool like i mean that's cool that you kind of have family to 
help teach you some of the little things that most people just kind of have to learn through experience or repetition or whatever it is. But you had your uncle, your father that could just kind of like, hey, you want to you don't have to have a full band, you can do solo shows. And this is how you go about doing that, you know, so just kind of having that guidance is really cool. It is for sure. Yeah, I've, I've talked to my dad numerous, numerous, numerous times about different stuff. He's taught me so much on the singing side. He's a he's a really, really good singer. Um, he never learned any instruments just because he, he could sing so good that he'd always have a band to back him up. Um, but he's taught me so much about the business side, the the performance side, uh, you know, how to pack up and, and lay out your your equipment for the shows in an efficient way. I mean, literally everything step by step. Um, I, I couldn't thank them enough. Yeah. Um, and now that you're kind of obviously, we'll, we'll say it, we've said it several times already, and we'll continue to say it, baseball is the main priority. But as you're kind of looking at the beginning parts of your music career here, where you're starting to release music, you got the first single out, you're looking at the second single. What are you, or who are you listening to, to as you kind of develop your sound, or what kind of musician you want to be? What kind of musicians are you listening to, or who are you influenced by? Man, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Cody Jinks and Parker McCollum lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like their sound and stuff. It's it's pretty laid back for the most part, and just I don't know, it just it puts me in a good mood whenever I hear their stuff. Um, but man, I I don't even know if like I I have an idea of what my sound is going to be yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like I I like a bunch of Cody Jinks stuff, but I my voice isn't isn't nearly the same as his, so I don't know if I could even start to pull off some of the stuff that he puts out. Right. Um, I mean, there's, there's there's a bunch of different different stuff going about it, but I'll, sometimes if if I'm writing a song, I'd be like. Yeah, how how would Cody Jinks write this if if I was if I was writing this song for him or so you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it just it can put you in a different headspace and maybe give you uh, an artistic angle that you would have never thought of um, and, and, and elsewhere. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, it could it could go a lot of different ways like that. For sure, you know it's it it's one of those things where it's like you're still young enough in your musical career where it's like you can still kind of form who you want to be and like what you want to say and sing about. And obviously it's very fair to say that country is going to be like the main genre, but if you kind of want to bend to more Texas country, cause you've been spending a lot of time in Texas cause you were in Corpus last year, right? I was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you've been spending a lot of time in Texas, so I wouldn't be surprised the Texas red dirt kind of rubs off on you a little bit, or if you want to go more pop, you know, like just kind of whatever it is, but it'll be really interesting to see how your music kind of grows and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure, dude. Um, yeah. Like experiences I, I've heard that. Yeah. Just like your personal experiences really help mold who you are. And like you said, I've been spending a lot of time in Texas. I've been, very exposed to, to the Texas country. And uh, that's, that's taken a, a, a deep root in my heart um, the last few years, for sure. That's, that's It's just beautiful out here. And uh, I, I could definitely see where they get a lot of their inspiration from. For sure. And then if you ultimately get called up, you could call Houston home for a good minute. So I hear you. Yeah, yeah. that'd be nice. You know, because it's always interesting. Like, like I said, baseball, podcasting, music are kind of my, like my three big passions right now. And 
like looking at the different prospecting lists of baseball and, you know, like I dive way too deep in on that stuff where it's just kind of like, Oh, Hey, you know, and I like not to go too deep into the deep end, but just watching players grow and being able to over the last couple of days, when I start, first started talking to Tony about booking you on the podcast, I was like, okay, well, let me go check out. Cause music i listen to the music it's great it's amazing but i wanted to look at the baseball stats for some reason and yeah so i hear you um so let's talk about your new single dance on it because it's out people can listen to it what's the story behind this song uh so i was up in nashville um so actually there's a there's a lot there's a lot before the, the story of the song actually that, that okay. i could get done real quick um at the end of last season, I was in Corpus Christi. I got interviewed by one of the local Corpus uh, uh, news stations. And so they put a story out on me and that ended up making its way to the desk of the owner of a publishing company in Nashville. They're named Banner Music. Um, her name is Kamala. And uh, Kamala reached out to me a couple of days later and invited me up there this past off season to, for a few times to write some songs with their professional writers. And so uh, they were just, you know, she said that she she liked helping people out when, whenever she could. Uh, she's a good Christian lady. Um, same with her husband. They're great people. Um, they just um, saw some saw something over here and they wanted to help me out if they could. So I was very fortunate to work with them. Um, but yeah, last last offseason, I, I wrote a bunch of songs with their people. And uh, um, this one, we were just sitting around uh, and one of the guys was like, hey, I got a good idea. You know, like, I don't want to think about it or some blah, blah, blah. I want to dance on it. Like, okay. That, that sounds pretty good. Let's, let's make it like more of an upbeat kind of mm -hmm. thing. And, uh, you know, about an hour later we had a, we had a song that that was probably the most fun I've had writing a song. We were just going back and forth, like just, just singing the chorus over and over and over and over and over. And we couldn't get enough of it. So, um, that was, that was a lot of fun. Nice. That's really cool. That's that your baseball kind of led to the, launch of your recording career at least like the best way we can kind of describe that one um yeah it, so was that the first time you had been to nashville or had you been there prior uh well for for music that's that's the first time um i, I only live maybe three and a half hours from nashville so you know i've, I've taken a couple weekend trips up there with some friends and stuff but that yes. was the first time i've ever been up there on business is that usually how you like to write in a, like a co-write situation or are you more like off by yourself when you like, when you write? Uh, well, during, during the season, um, I, I don't really have anybody to, to write with, like even on the team, there's, there's not, there's a couple guys that like country music and stuff, but nobody that's doing it like I am. And so, mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty much by myself during the season, but in the off season, I like getting together with, with other guys, um, nice. or, or other people. Um, and uh and tr trying to bounce ideas off off their heads um especially the guys in, the people in nashville um like they've got years and years of experience on it they know you know what what writing a good song entails and so if you know if i can bring the raw ideas they can help me kind of mold it and i i can learn off of them that way and you know just just become a more more complete songwriter for sure for sure i was going to make a comment about you and you and Corey lee weren't in the or in the bullpen uh writing country songs or anything yeah right no <laughs> no a, no if he, was, just, if he was more of a country music guy maybe yeah. just uh preface this on that one i'm a diehard white Sox fan so 
that that was kind of interesting when I realized how that all kind of linked together. So gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um so uh looking for so Dance Honor is out now. Um are and then you've got your second single coming out. Uh where's kind of where where are you kind of at right now? Is it the second single like ready to go and it's just a matter of uh, getting it out or is it still like being finalized and mastered and all that stuff where's it where are you kind of at there oh it's completely done um we actually have the the date already mapped out it's september 22nd um the last weekend of our of our season um but yeah in, in the off season we try to we try to get everything finalized so that you know we're just sitting on it until we re- think it's ready to release during the season that's that's pretty much how it's going to go the next the next two years probably nice. um but uh yeah that that was a very that's a very close song to my heart um i i tried to write that song ladies man um l-a-d-y apostrophe s it's it's possessive um you'll you'll get it when you when you hear the song um i tried to write that three or four times by myself and it just never quite panned out but then i i took that idea up to nashville last off season and uh wrote it with two really good writers and you know within probably 45 minutes to an hour we had it finalized and i couldn't be happy with it nice now is the plan are you looking at um working towards like a full-length album or an ep like a bigger project or do you kind of see yourself staying in the singles world right now maybe singles world for the for the time being um i'm still having to fund all my all my music stuff so it's mm-hmm. it'd be pretty pretty expensive to to do a whole album or, or an extended project so um I don't know, probably just singles whenever I can do it for right now. Fair enough. Very fair. You know, it's, that's always the hard thing. Cause it's like, it costs a lot of money to record. And, you know, with Spotify, it's like, Oh, you got to stay in the singles world. But then a lot of artists and fans like that full length, that full length project. So it's like, Oh, where do I put my money? But you know, I, 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 I think the, the reasonable approach right now is looking at singles and trying to figure out how you can turn them into a full-length project down line that's not a bad idea at all yeah that's, that's definitely something we could talk about so. yes yeah. um so as you kind of approach the the final couple of weeks of baseball the release of ladies man what's kind of running through your head right now what's what's got you staying awake at night so to speak <laughs> um I'd say mostly trying to finish the season strong. Mm-hmm. Um, it ha- hasn't been my, my best year um, with the bat this year. Um, I, the past couple of years have been pretty solid, um, but this year it's going up to the, the higher, uh, higher competition levels. It's, I've struggled a little bit, which, you know, I've, I've heard from many people, hall of famers, if you don't struggle, you're not going to grow. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to take it as a positive thing, just taking all I've learned this year and try to, you know, put it in the off season and, and, uh, and work on it and get better next year. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's mostly what I'm, what I'm, uh, I'm focused on right now. Um, but then, you know, once, once the last weekend hits, you know, I'm, I'm excited for ladies, man. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's pretty much going to be a trade-off just baseball up until that day. And then boom, yeah. I, I, I can finally, you know, enjoy myself again. Nice. Now, are you, where's like the playoffs rank in? Are you guys going to make the playoffs or is it going to be close or where's that? I don't think we're going to make the playoffs this year. Okay. No, um, we, we've had some ups and downs, but uh, I think the we've we've had a, a little bit more downs than, than yeah. we would have liked. Because so. I know in the like the minor leagues, like the playoffs are important to 
the stat like the staff and stuff like that but like when it comes to players because obviously especially in AAA where players are getting called up and called down and all this mm-hmm. stuff where it's like okay you don't have a consistent lineup so you know for sure yeah it's, it seemed like whenever somebody got hot for us whether pitching or hitting they get called up and then <laughs> you know and especially being right there like Sugarland to Houston it's like Oh, hey, uh, so-and-so went down. We need a catcher. Bring me that kid. You know, like, whatever it is. So it's not like a huge transition because, like, for any other team, if they've got to call a guy up and they've got to travel halfway across the country, it's like, dang, okay, you know. Yeah, it's a whole process at that point. But, yeah, like you said, we're only – I think we're only, like, 35 minutes from from the Astros Stadium. So Mm -hmm. there's, there's days where two or three guys will be gone up there. Mm-hmm. or that like leave our team to go up there and we won't even know until like halfway through the game it's like oh where'd, where'd they go and then they'll be back the next day like it's it's crazy man I've, yeah. I've never seen anything like it right right um let's talk a little bit about uh baseball and then we'll kind of jump back into the music so you were originally drafted by the reds right correct yep in 2019 and how and then were you traded during that weird pandemic season where there wasn't like minor league or how did you make your way over to the Astros? Yeah, that was weird, man. Um, I, I had only played, I think eight games in my, my rookie season. Um, I pulled my oblique and that put me out for the last couple, couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, so only eight F- official games, uh, took the whole COVID year off. Um, then we had a thing called instructs. It's pretty much where they, they invite a bunch of, uh, bunch of the minor league guys to the facility. Um, we had that in like, November of 2020 mm-hmm. and we just you know did, did a little practice camp up there played a few games and uh funny story um I actually ended up so I, I caught that night and I guess I took a little too long packing up my my bag and I ended up missing the bus back to our uh our side of the complex we yeah. shared a, a complex with the with the guardians mm-hmm. and um, I ended up walking about halfway back with an Astro scout that was there at the game and so talked to him for 30 or 45 minutes. And then about two weeks later, I was traded. So oh. that was crazy. That's, that's definitely a God thing right there. Yeah. So. That's wow. That's like, you just, it's all pure luck, happenstance, just like coincidence, all everything wrapped up all at once. And you just happened to find your way to Houston. Um, and you've been with Houston, uh, this would be your third season or third full season or right. Yeah. Third full I season. Think third, yeah. Third full season. Yep. Yeah. Um, and w- what's kind of the, uh, progress looking forward. Obviously you were invited to spring training this past year. Cause I saw, uh, did you sing the national anthem at spring training or was that a, a game in Corpus? I did. Well, I actually sang it. I've sang it at every uh, affiliate that I've been with um, mm-hmm. with the Astros, except for Sugarland. We we had it set up this year, but it it just never worked out. Um, but yes, I sang it uh, at the big league spring training game um, in front of Dusty Baker, Jeff Bagwell, Craig Biggio, and all that. And so it, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. Um, a bunch of the big leaguers were out there that day. Um, and when, whenever I got back to the dugout after that. Dusty Baker wrapped me up in a bear hug. Like, that was awesome, man. Like, nice. I loved it, all that stuff. So that was that was a really cool experience. Nice. That's really – I really like the Florida 
spring training like vibe when you get a chance to kind of go to different games. And yeah, it's not like Arizona where everything's like right on top of each other. You do have to travel a little bit, but it just feels like a game like and you're not and there's not a bunch of teams sitting right on top of each other. It's like it just feels it feels cool. Like the Florida Florida Spring Training League is probably one of my favorite leagues to go to, like just for spring training. I hear you, man. Yeah. When I was, when I was in Arizona, um, I, I never got to really experience the Arizona spring training. I was still a rookie in the minors. Um, but yeah, once, once we got to, uh, this spring training, I, I definitely understand what you're talking about. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's Arizona, like Florida's hot, but Arizona's hot. It just, I don't know. It just, to me, Florida seems a little bit more controlled in February and March versus like Arizona. But, mm. you know um so kind of looking at, towards uh your future in baseball what would it what's kind of being said about you like are you do you think major like i like for people that are just kind of meeting you what what's kind of being said about your future in baseball it's pretty much up in the air man um i think just once i think maybe another year of me developing as a, as a catcher and getting nailing my hitting down. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, the sky's the limit at that point, but right now I think I still have a little bit more growing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's honestly just up in the air, whether, you know, the Astros want to call me up at some point if I'm doing that well, or if they think it'd be better to trade me to another team that, that doesn't have a catcher and they need me. Um, I, you know, it is yeah. what it, it is what it is to this point. It's, it's kind of out of my hands. I'm just, you know, trying to do the best I can. Yeah, for sure. You know, and it's it, one of the things. So my uh, childhood friend played baseball all through college and he ended up signing with the Diamondbacks. He was an undrafted. What is it? An undrafted signee or whatever it's considered. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so he signed with the Diamondbacks. And he, so he went through like summer the summer instructional camp and then he went through like rookie league and just kind of talking to him and you know the 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 outlook that players have to have about seeing your path to move forward is a, a completely different aspect of the game that I didn't even think about like for him he was a pitcher like in college he started all that stuff and then he was moved to the bullpen and um he just didn't see his path. Like he was started off in the bullpen was relief and he was the go-to guy. And then he started losing time and he was like pitching once a week. And it was like, yeah, I'm, I don't have a path to the majors anymore. Cause it's like, I can't get into a rhythm pitching once a week, you know? Yeah. So. No, I feel you dude. It's um, especially in AAA this year, like up, up until this point, it wasn't, too much of an issue with me. Um, but this year in AAA, I've, I've definitely seen that. Um, AAA is a lot more, a lot more business than people mm -hmm. think. Um, like a, a lower in the minors, you know, everyone's getting their fair share of playing time. Mm -hmm. um, when you're in AAA, it's, you're pretty much, the guys are pretty much on call for, for whatever the big league needs. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm on the team with a couple guys that have big league time right now. And so mm -hmm. um, they're getting the majority of the playing time and I'm trying to, you know, I mean, I, I've ne I'm, it's never been like this for me. So I'm, I'm trying to stay positive and just, you know, accept that it's, it's not really me. It's, um, it's, you know, it's out of my hands kind of thing. So I'm just, yeah. just got to do the best you can with what you got. 
So yeah, for sure. Was uh catching something that you had always done, or how did you kind of fall into the catcher position? I was actually a first baseman uh growing up. Um, you know, when I was playing like little league and stuff, I I was the only one on the team that could catch when I was like five or six. And so I just kind of stuck out at first base the next few years. Um and uh then one day, I think I was like eleven, um, our normal catcher was sick or something. And so our coach was like, Hey, you know, you catch at first base, you know, you, you want to put the gear on? I said, sure. And, uh, ended up loving it. Um, started throwing guys out and everything and, you know, just went from there. During a time when being a catcher was a lot less technical, it was just catch the ball, get it back to the pitcher. And if the mm-hmm. guy tries to steal, throw it back, you're not controlling the game as much as you probably are now as a catcher. hundred percent. Yep. Yep. Uh, I just had major flashbacks to play in little league baseball. When you said I was the first baseman because I knew how to catch And I was like, that's probably the biggest truth I've ever heard in baseball <laughs> ever. <laughs> Cause it's, it's like, I couldn't catch. So they threw me out in like left field or so they threw me out in like left or right field, wherever the ball mm. wasn't going to go. And I'm like, okay. So I just stood out there and, like took up space and then they'd put me at the bottom of the order and I'd just be that guy that would step into a pitch every once in a while and, you know, get on base. But, you know, so, um, no, that's cool. So like, it's amazing that like baseball is kind of there for you and you're, you're going after your dreams and all that stuff. And you got the music that's starting to pick up steam. You got the new release coming out on 22nd what's the plan for the off season? Are you going to start like, how often do you usually play like live shows during the off season? Oh, so I usually take a few weeks off after the season. Um, and then after that, I mean, so I, we've already been trying to book me gigs, um, mm-hmm. off season, but the first few weeks of off season, I usually try to take for myself, just kind of decompress from baseball and everything reset. Um, and then I start training again and start playing gigs again. So probably maybe two a week um, is is what I'm aiming for. Maybe one during the week and then maybe one on Friday or Saturday or something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it honestly keeps me busy and uh, I, I really enjoy it. Um, on, on top of making making decent money doing it most of the time. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you kind of, you'd mentioned the uh, story with the uh, Corpus Christi uh getting you the or getting you in touch with a publisher out in Nashville but has playing baseball opened up any doors for co-writes with like have other players asked to like write with you or has like somebody that was in the state like has it opened up any other doors for you writing wise or musically and I guess it actually has um one one thing that's that's recently happened is uh one of the guys from uh from Florida Georgia line um, was actually at my agency nice. building in, in uh, Nashville. And so they, they mentioned, they dropped my name to him and he was like, Oh yeah, I used to play baseball. Like I'd, I'd love to, to meet him one time and maybe write a song. So that's, that's something in the work. Um, right. But yeah, little stuff like that happens, happens every now and then. Like I'll, I'll just, I'll meet somebody um, or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So. Nice. You and Johan Mankata sitting in the uh, booth, cutting a track together. <laughs> That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I, I keep hearing about his music career and I was like, I've just not been interested to go listen to it. And it's just like, I'd rather watch you play baseball. I'm sorry, Yoan. <laughs> I'm a Sox fan and I support everything you do, but 
yeah so uh, the so kind of looking forward you're you're booking out shows and recording and all that fun stuff where are you kind of at creatively is there a song that you're currently working on that's kind of piquing your interest as far as like just writing not necessarily like recording or anything like that mm-hmm. um really dirt i don't get into too many like big writing moods during the season okay. um I, I I get I go to my room after a game or something and I play a lot of my guitar just you know decompress and stuff. Um, but every now and then I'll strike some inspiration and like really for a couple of days work on a song or something. Nice. Um, but I I constantly collect song ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my big thing. Um, and so like during the year I'll I'll keep a lookout for something interesting that somebody says or you know an an interesting billboard that I see that has a, a cool slogan on it or it could literally be anything. And, uh, or sometimes it'll just come to me in my sleep that that's a weird thing. Like some random idea will just, I'll wake up at 3am with an idea in my head and I got to write it down. Right. Uh, it's weird, man, how, how this has started working. But, um, hey, when, when the inspiration strikes, you just got to go for it sometimes, you know, for real dude. So. Yeah. But, um, to answer your question, no, I, I don't really have anything in the in the rights right now but mm-hmm. i've got a lot of good ideas that i that i'm really excited to work on nice so during the baseball season is it fair to say do you bring your guitar on the road with you or is that stay at home and then on the road it's just 100 percent baseball uh last year well in, in years prior i've i've taken my my guitar on the road um because mm-hmm. we we bust everywhere um in the lower levels mm-hmm. uh, so i i it'd be sometimes an eight 12 hour bus ride and through the night and I'd just be playing my guitar for my room or for my teammates and they'd be, yeah. they'd be throwing out songs for me on the bus and stuff. So, um, but since we started flying in AAA, it's, it's a lot harder cause you know, you got to carry your stuff through the airport. You got to check everything. It's, it's just a hassle that I don't really want to deal with. So for sure. Completely understood. I, t- I didn't really, I wasn't sure if you guys flew for uh AAA or if it was more bus, but I mean, I guess, since you're in Washington coming from Houston, it's like that, that would be one hell of a bus trip. So I hear you. Yeah, that, man. that would be brutal. Oh, uh, so just kind of moving forward outside of music, outside of baseball, when you do have that rare minute to yourself, uh, just to like decompress or whatever, what, what do you do outside of baseball and music? Or are you, or what do you do to kind of decompress from everything? Uh, I like to play some video games now and then. Um, I'm a big, big Netflix guy. Always, always trying to find a new cool show. Um, you know, pretty much just the normal stuff. Sometimes go on a drive, go, go, go find something, something interesting to do. Some go somewhere I've never been. Um, you know, just could be anything, honestly. And that, that honestly, that could open up for, for some good songwriting ideas as well. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think that's pretty consistent across the board, just in general, kind of, opportunities to shut off shut the brain off at any any opportunity because it's like baseball you're you're dealing with so much having to think about so much and then music you're having to think about so much it's like any opportunity you get to just kind of like oh i can turn on this mindless tv show or this you know just go sit out in nature and just kind of enjoy the moment you know so for sure dude yeah you get you get sucked up into too much of anything, whether it's 
baseball or music, whatever it is, I mean, you're going to go crazy. So mm -hmm. like you said, you got to just shut your, shut your mind off and try not to go crazy. Right. hundred percent, hundred percent. So uh, if anybody wants to check out uh, your music, uh, ladies, man, when it releases here in a few weeks or uh, just interact with you on social or catch a show, if they happen to be in the area, where's the best place to find you? Uh, my music's going to be on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, you name it, YouTube. Um, but my main social is Instagram. Uh, you can just search in Luke Berryhill. Um, mm -hmm. my, my handle is at chill underscore Berryhill. I know I probably need to change that. That was from high school. But um, uh, I got a Twitter as well. I don't use that as, as much. Um, I'll post on YouTube now and then, maybe a clip of me singing a song or something. But um, Instagram's probably the best way. Yeah, for sure. It's a... Uh... You know what the the Instagram handle works. It, it it's like I, I think people worry too much about how an Instagram handle kind of affects them. Like I don't know, it it, it worked for me when I saw it. I was like, oh, that's a cool Instagram handle. So <laughs> okay, well uh, I, I might yeah. I might think about about keeping it now. So yes. Yeah. Oh, so you got a game tonight? You're playing up in uh, Tacoma. Uh, what's uh what's your project pr predictions for tonight? I want to hear a uh, score prediction. Oh man. The space Cowboys are going to win 20 to nothing. There you go. That's, that's what I'm predicting. Yeah. With, with a, a perfect game by our pitchers and uh, we're going to have 15 home runs. That's, that's what I'm predicting right now. I'm going to call, I'm going to put it into the ether. Luke Berryhill is going to hit for the cycle tonight. <laughs> I'm going to just say it, putting it out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Put it out. But uh, really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat. Uh, had so much fun to kind of talk of baseball, music, all the fun stuff. Uh, really appreciate you sitting here and chatting with me. Good luck on your game tonight. Uh, hopefully I'll win 20 to nothing with the cycle, everything we just talked about, all that fun stuff. Uh, we will catch you all later. Thank you. Yep.